Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is the 10th Sunday after Pentecost. Our order of service is in the bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 472, Rise My Soul to Watch and Pray.
I now ask you before God who searches the heart, do you confess your sins of thought, word, and deed? Are you sorry for your sins? Do you look to our Savior, Jesus Christ, for forgiveness? And with the Holy Spirit's help, do you want to correct your sinful life? Then declare so by saying yes. Yes. Upon this confession, I as a called servant of the word announce to you God's grace and the forgiveness of sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. this 10th Sunday after Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 18 verses 20 to 32. This is a section, well the Old Testament reading and the Gospel reading both talk about prayer and, and here we see Abraham and his persistent prayer to the Lord with, with regard to the destruction of the cities of Sodom and Then the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. The men turned away and went toward Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of the 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, if I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five less than 50? Will you destroy the whole city because of five people? If I find 45 there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him, What if only forty are there? He, asked. He, he said, For the sake of forty, I will not do it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only thirty can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find thirty there. Abraham said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, for the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, may the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only 10 can be found there? He answered, for the sake of 10, I will not destroy it. Alleluia, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Alleluia. 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 Our epistle reading 
is from Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 15, a reading in which the Apostle Paul talks about Jesus Christ, how he is true God in bodily form, and as the God-man, how he is our Savior. So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in your faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised in putting off the sinful nature, not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them, by the cross. We'll sing our next hymn, hymn 409, hymn number 409, and that is, Come My Soul With Every Care. Oh, 
grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is our gospel reading from Luke chapter 11, verses 1 to 13. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow children of our Heavenly Father, can you remember when you were very young, perhaps, perhaps just a couple of years old, one thing that hopefully your parents did at a very early age and, and maybe even immediately after you were born is they taught you to fold your hands or held your hands together as they said your prayers for eating meals or for going to bed or, or for other matters. And then, hopefully, once you got a little bit older and you started to begin to talk, well then, hopefully, what was the case is that they encouraged you very soon to also say, Come, Lord Jesus. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, or now I lay me down to sleep. Oh, and when I say this, I just stress how important it is. Please don't think that little children can't understand what praying is or, or that they're oblivious to Jesus the Savior. 
they can and do know about things like that because the Holy Spirit can work in their hearts. Oh, way before Alexander could talk, oh, before he was even a year old, when Ruth and I, or I would, would tell him before a meal that it was time to pray to Jesus, he knew that what we'd do is we would hold his hands together and then we'd pray the words of our, of our meal prayers. He knew that and generally he'd be quiet because he knew we were praying and at least he'd be quiet at first. Children need to be taught to pray. They need to be taught about Jesus and his love. And children, they need to be taught that when they're very young. And as they're growing up, and for that matter, they need to be taught that throughout the course of their lives. And remember, parents, you're the primary ones that God has placed there to give that instruction to your children. Well, especially with the church's help, of course. But you know, it's not just children that need to be taught. We all need to be taught all of us throughout the course of our lives, we need to be taught the truths of God's word and his love. And there's so much more for us to keep on learning. We'll never, we'll never know it all, that's for sure. There's so much room for each of us to grow in our faith. There's so much more knowledge that we could know about our Savior. And the fact of the matter is, is that in the course of this life, we need to keep on hearing, reading, studying the Word of God to correct those false beliefs that can so easily creep into our belief system, into our minds. Well, today, our Savior, He's instructing us on one imp important aspect of our Christian lives, and that's on, on the subject of prayer. And as we see Jesus dealing with the subject of prayer, our response is, Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray for the proper things and in the proper manner. Jesus spent a lot of time during his 33 years on earth in prayer. Luke does tell us, Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke also tells us of time where Jesus spent an entire night in prayer. And right now what Jesus had done is he had just spent some time talking with his heavenly fa Father in prayer. He, he, he regularly spent that time in prayer and and the fact of the matter is, is that if Jesus needed to do that, and Jesus is the Son of God and the Son of Man, of course, remember, but if Jesus needed to do that, just think how much we need to be involved in prayer. Well, because the disciples knew that Jesus spent a lot of time in prayer himself, and, and they also knew that that prayer time Jesus spent did served to benefit Jesus greatly, and they probably realized that their own prayer life wasn't exactly what it should be. That's why they asked Jesus to teach them to pray, and, and Jesus taught them the Lord's Prayer. 
when I first read Luke's version of the Lord's Prayer in the New International Version, I'm sure that you noticed that something was missing. The NIV omits two petitions that are included in Matthew's version of the Lord's Prayer. The ones that are in Matthew that aren't in Luke are, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and, but deliver us from evil. The Holy Spirit, of course, he's the one that inspired both versions of the Lord's Prayer. And the differences between the two forms may indicate that what Jesus was intending to do is give his disciples a pattern for prayer instead of just a set form for prayer that was supposed to be memorized and recited. The words of the Lord's Prayer, so beautiful, so wonderful, but maybe it'd be wise for us at times to pray that prayer in our own words so just we are thinking a little bit more about what those words actually mean. Well, the Lord's Prayer, it begins with the word Father. And the word that Jesus used here was probably the Aramaic word Abba, Abba has a different meaning, we could say, than our word father. Abba is more like our word dad or daddy, as you've heard me say often. And, and those words dad or daddy, they often make me think more of a loving relationship between a child and a parent, more than the term father and child would maybe give. But that's an impression, of course. Some people maybe could use the term father in the same way that we would use the term dad or daddy. But this term Abba, it gets us to think of that close relationship with the, which we have with, with our Heavenly Father. And we have that close relationship with our Heavenly Father because of, because of Jesus. So when we pray to our Father in heaven. Perhaps it would be good for us to maybe just think our Dad in heaven and think of that wonderful, that close relationship we have with him because of Jesus. In Luke's form of the Lord's Prayer, we can notice that there's only one petition for material blessings, and that is, give us each day our daily bread. And then there are four petitions for spiritual blessings. Well, in Matthew's version, there's one for material and, and six for spiritual blessings. But that kind of balance that we see in the Lord Prayer, it maybe is there to help us to remember that God's greater blessings for us are always his spiritual blessings, such things as faith, the forgiveness of sins, hope, the strengthening of our faith, the building up of our love in Christ. Those are the greater blessings that we get from our God. And any spiritual blessing that we get from our God is worth more than all of the material blessings that this world could possibly have to offer.
And now what we can also notice here about these petitions is that as we look at those petitions, they contain petitions that ask for God's blessings for all people, especially as we pray for the spread of the gospel, for the strengthening of our faith from deliverance from Satan and sin. Yet none of the petitions has a request in which we're specifically asking for anything just for me, myself, and I. That's part of the pattern that Jesus appears to be teaching us here in the Lord's Prayer. Surely what we can and should do is we can and should go to God and ask for things that, are, that benefit each of us individually, especially regarding spiritual blessings. But, but let's also carefully watch our prayers. Watch our prayers so that we're praying for God's spiritual and material blessings for all people and not just for ourselves individually. When we pray, Lord, teach us to pray for proper things. Of course, the proper things that we are asking for can be summarized in the one of the petitions that was omitted in Luke's version here, and that is, thy will be done. You know, it's so easy for us, instead of going to God in prayer, to tell God what he must do. We can have our opinions and we can have our beliefs about what we think God should do. And let's remember, of course, when we pray to God, God does want us to come to him with all of our requests and even things that might seem small or inconsequential and, and to place our desires before him. But remember, our God is omniscient. And that means he knows all things. And as one who knows all things, he knows what is truly best for us. So when we pray, well, of course, when we're asking for spiritual blessings like the forgiveness of sins and strengthening of our faith, well, then we can just ask for those things. But, but when we're placing other requests, especially requests for material things before God, what we'll want to do is we'll want to add that phrase, not my will, but yours be done. And remember that really when we pray that, not my will, but your will be done, that's an admission on our part that we sinful human beings don't always know what's best for us. And, it, and it's an acknowledgement that our Lord may and and often does know something that is so much better than what we would be asking for. It's good for us to remember when we go to God in prayer to, to trust in him and always to remember what the Apostle Paul said. God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. Just think about that. The God that we're praying to he can always top our prayers 
He can always give us so much more than we would ever ask for. Well, in the Lord's Prayer, in the model prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray, he teaches us to pray for proper things. And now in the parable that follows the, the Lord's Prayer, he teaches us to pray in a proper manner to our God. Oh, prior to COVID, what was the case is that there were so many stores that were open 24-7, right? And because of that, oh, if we had company that surprised us at midnight, we'd probably just run out to the store and, and get the items that we would want as opposed to going to someone else and looking for help. But, but back in Jesus' day, they didn't have the 24-7 stores, and, and it sounds like we probably won't have them for a while either. But back in Jesus' day, if you had guests and you really needed to provide them for something and you had nothing, well, you'd have to borrow from a friend. And now in this parable, this friend, understandably, he didn't want to get up and help out the friend who was looking for some food. And that's probably because he would have probably ended up waking up his entire family. An entire family back in those days would probably be sleeping in the same room. Well, Jesus said, I tell you, Though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Of course our God is not like this friend who was awakened in the middle of his sleep. Our God with him, it's never an inopportune time for us to go to him in prayer. Remember the psalmist said, the Lord who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. But Jesus' point here is that as persistence would pay off for this man going to his friend who is looking for some bread for his guests. So our persistent pays off when we are praying to our God. And now God won't answer our prayers just to get us off, our, off his back, kind of like that neighbor or the friend helping out his friend in the parable. But the point here is that he does want us to pray like we really mean it. He wants us to pray persistently like Abraham did in our Old Testament reading for today. Oh, think about this. Here was Abraham. He was praying to the Lord to save and not destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he, he said, if there are 50, if there are 45, if there are 40, and then he went, if there are 30, and if there are 20, and if there are 10, righteous people and he was praying seriously he was praying like he mean it and well whenever we perceive a specific need for ourselves for god's church or for the world in general 
What God wants us to do is to really pray about it, to really put our hearts and souls into our prayers. And oh, an example might be if, if you really believe that for our church to do a better job of reaching out with the gospel, it'd be good for us to build onto our church or to build on an area where we could have a learning center or something like that. Well, then really pray about it. Really pray about it. And if you have a need in your life, really pray about it. Oh, it would have been foolish for the man in the parable to have gone to the friend's home to knock on his door and just simply say, you probably don't want to help me out, so I'll just let you go back to sleep. That would have been a foolish thing for him to do. It, if he really needed the help to persistently pray, that was a wise thing. And now it's foolish for us to go to God and just pray once or twice and to give up or to figure that God wouldn't give us what we were asking for anyway. So let's pray persistently like we really mean it then we can watch as God showers his blessings down upon us. Jesus said, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. With these words, what Jesus is teaching us to do is to pray with confidence, to pray with confidence because he promises to hear and answer every prayer that comes to him from his believing children. And of course, he may not always and maybe often won't give us just what it is that we'll ask for, but but the fact of the matter is, well, he does always give us what we ask for when we say, Lord, please give me this, but not my will, your will be done. But when he does what he wills and what he knows is best, he's, that's his way of always answering our prayers, always doing what is best for us at the best possible time. Oh, when we consider Jesus' promise here, we'll do well to remember the phrase, ye have not because ye ask not. And in a sense, what we could say that the only time our prayers maybe wouldn't be answered are when we don't offer those prayers to our Heavenly Father. Martin Luther once said, the Lord's Prayer is, a great, is the greatest martyr on earth. Many pray the Lord's Prayer a thousand times a year, and though they have prayed it a thousand years, yet they have not properly prayed one letter thereof. And now what he's saying is that it's easy for us who've said the Lord's Prayer so many times to rattle it off, to recite it, and to not really even be thinking about the words. 
Maybe that's a good reason to use different forms of the Lord's Prayer at times. But Jesus said, when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Instead of babbling or just rattling off the words, what our, what our Lord Jesus is teaching us to do is to pray like we really mean it. And that means to pray persistently and to pray confidently that God's will would be done for us and for all people. And as we do that, always trusting that our Heavenly Father will answer. And so we pray, Lord, teach us to pray for the proper things in the proper manner, always confidently trusting in our Lord to hear and answer the, our prayers in the best way at the best time. And to do that all for Jesus' sake. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became fully human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let's pray. O Lord, your ears are always open to the prayers of your humble servants who come to you in Jesus' name. Teach us always to ask according to your will that we may never fail to obtain the blessings that you have promised us. We pray through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. prayers. Well, this week we'll think about Diane Kennedy. She spent a little bit of time in the hospital with some 
difficulty breathing, tightness, whatever. We continue to think about Deb Spitzley, who's got her kidney issues and needs a heart catheterization in a few days. We think about Stan Krosick always. We think about Bart, Pat Bodell, who has surgery coming up later this month. And, well, we keep Paul in our prayers with her shoulder and her neck, and, and we pray. Lord God, if it's according to your will, please grant healing and strength to these brothers and sisters in our church family. We ask you to please, if it's your will, grant them healing, but especially keep on giving them your grace and mercy and love because that gives them the greatest strength that there is. And as we keep on dealing with different problems and troubles in this world, we know, Lord God, that you are the answer to all of our problems and troubles. So help us always to keep on looking in you and keep on trusting in you to hear and answer our prayers, to take care of things in the way that's best for us, and to do that at the best possible time. What confidence we can have as we go to our Father who art in heaven and know he's going to take care of us. And so we gather up all of the prayers we have today as we join in praying the prayer our Savior taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. And let's join in singing our prayer for our country. God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. From the mountains to the prairies to the oceans white with foam. God bless America, my home. Sweet home, God bless America, my home, sweet home. Again, thank you for joining me for worship today. Please do look at our prayer list and keep all of our members in your prayers in the congregation this week. Hunter Stanley has a birthday on Friday, and, well, Joey has a birthday next Sunday, so we'll, we'll be thinking about his birthday then. Again, good to have you worshiping with me today. The Lord bless and keep you always. Amen.